You bring the thunder. I'll bring the lightning. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I got time for any pussy footing around. Let's do this. I can say that word on uh, on podcast 287 because it's not a bad word, pussy footing. That's totally true. Yeah. I might try and find a way to throw it in. Oh, um, right before we start recording. Oh, oh no, uh, we have. Oh, we. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been rewatching uh, the Ex- Exorcist on on Hulu, and there's an ad for some sort of uh, online bank or something. They, the, the ad, the, the, their their slogan is "It's not a bank," so it's definitely a bank. Uh, but <laughs> it's spelled, I think, C E F. See you, and they every time they start with this woman's voice, like randomly doing a regular commercial that looks like it could be for a hotel chain or a online university or a bank or right. uh, any number of things. But it just says "Sefq," and it just it sounds so much like something else, <laughs> but nothing, not, but not necessarily anything specific. <laughs> like, it could be a couple of could be a couple of things, but no matter things. what, it's not good. Right, and it's like I don't know how this. Became a, a, approved <laughs> like repeatedly, but it's very very odd. Uh, and I kept hearing it repeatedly because I watched the entire first season of The Exorcist, which is right. awesome. That's, that's yes. my. I'm gonna get, get rid of our digressions right at the beginning. I love <laughs> The Exorcist. All uh, right, Ben Daniels. It's a it's a travesty. He was uh, killed in Rogue One. Yes, and the man, the three of them are just something else. Like like the three, him and uh, the three recurring. Him and whoever plays uh, Tomas and Father Bennett, they're just like, I want them to keep going. <laughs> well, hopefully Disney's looking for uh, stuff for their new streaming service at one point that they're like, you know, let's just bring back The Exorcist since we... I don't know if they own it. I think Warner owns it. Damn. So. And they won't, they'll, they'll be less apt than ever to play balls after the merger just because they'll be like... Well, HBO has to produce their own series... And HBO and Warner are owned by whoever the hell, AT and T, Inc. Whatever. So maybe they'll do it. Look, real quick, Tim. Before we get started, all this stuff that's coming out, all these reboots. I mean, I thought I thought the world would end when they announced that we'd be getting a new another uh, season of Alf or whatever. But nope, Picard comes. We're getting more John Luke Picard Star Trek. So yeah. who knows what else is out there? I expect we're going to get lost any day now. <laughs> Man, I really don't want them to, but you're probably right. Everything. I'm excited for all of it. All the all, all that's old is new again. <laughs> How long do you think that'll last? Forever. <laughs> yeah, no, as long as our culture is still around. Like right now, we are we're in a I, I uh the uh, there was one commercial I watched that had Anna Ferris, who I think is very funny, like and uh-huh. I enjoy, but it was for some maybe Regal movies. And it was her going out to movies with friends who were played by, you know, commercial actors. And, uh, or maybe they were friends. I don't know. But uh, she kept making movie references. And all I remember is uh, at the very end, she said, Yippie Kaye, movie goer. And they were all like, not really jokes or puns, even. <laughs> but they were like, like weird movie <laughs> references that were sort of jokes. Right. But it was just like, it's a get it? She's a movie star. And she's making movie things that aren't really references, and it's about movies. It's like that's what reference culture is to me, and I don't mind. I don't mind reboots in general, or or rehashings, or sequels, or any of those things. Like like they can all be good, and if they're good, that's what's important. 
you can it'd still be used to tell new stories or tell stories interesting, interestingly in new ways. But the uh, just the reference culture in and of itself, I'm like, just three things having the word movie in common isn't clever or funny or anything. Like it's just it was just obnoxious and weird and uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, so I don't I don't love. I don't love reference culture. I've decided. Are we really taping, Tim? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, then, yeah. then the, at this point, I think if you like something, mm-hmm. then something you like will be announced because between you know, <laughs> if, 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 if you if like, you like well, yeah, it's like if you like horror, it's like okay, guess what? We're gonna give you a Chucky TV show. You don't want a Chucky TV show? We're gonna make another Chucky movie. You're not into that? Well, we're gonna give you a Purge TV show. Oh, you may not like the Purge TV show? You're going to get another Purge movie. And it's like, oh, wait, what? Oh, you don't like horror? Well, we're going to give you another Die Hard movie. You don't want another Die Hard movie? We're giving you a Die Hard prequel TV series. How's that? What else do you want? You want more Lord of the Rings? It's like, oh, uh, sure, yes, I guess. <laughs> give, it all, give it all to me. I don't, I don't know what I want anymore. I just know that there's so many things coming that it's like, don't want it? I'll take it. Eh, maybe you know it, it's like everything's coming fast and the furious including another fast and the furious holy crap and a spinoff there's just everything okay I, I almost thought i almost thought that there's nothing left to give but no so what major I, franchise then do you think is not going to come back in any way i don't think there is one i got one i got one yeah dukes of hazard <laughs> uh, yeah you're probably right <laughs> no, and I think the sitcom ones are less likely. Like, we're not going to get another yeah. different strokes because, like, nobody past my age is going to care because they didn't get it in reruns all the time. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's like, was anybody asking for Murphy Brown to come back? No, I loved Murphy Brown, and I'm slightly offended at the idea of it coming. It's just like, what's it's... the point? What's the point without Eldon, the house painter, who was there for so long? Yeah, I'm not sure. I... <laughs> but, right? Am I right? Like, like, yeah, I mean, I watched some of it, so I, I I get the show. I didn't have any problems with the show, but I was like, was that one that people were screaming for? Were people really screaming for Grace and, uh, what is it, Will and Grace? You know, it was well-liked, but I don't know, man. You know what's the remember. one that's surprising NBC hasn't pushed for? Friends. Yes. I'm really surprised that they haven't like pushed for at least a reunion movie on Friends. Oh yeah, we talk about Star Wars on this this, this show. Oh yeah, we do. And, well, and, and, I, in line with but, Star, go ahead. But it all falls. It all it all kind of comes back to this that that you know. You look at a franchise. It, I I suppose in this day and age, if Star Wars hadn't been restarted by now, it would have been the obvious one that we'd be like, okay, well, when are we going to hear about Star Wars coming back? Because all these grade B, C, D franchises are coming back. Where's the big one? Yeah. Where, where's the franchise to you know to end all franchises? And guess what? It 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 almost led the revolution, in a way. That and Marvel. Well, I mean, yeah, Mar- Marvel, Marvel's Marvel not really coming there. back, but I mean, as far as like the modern day franchise model, they're kind of well, helping uh, set. Well, that. I mean, they were as a franchise. It's just nothing that we ever thought about before because yeah, I mean, before TV was as big as it was, before the cable TV existed, and there were very many channels. Comic books, like, from the 40s through the 60s were, like, every kid in America read them. The print runs were insane. And it, I, so, I mean, they were around, but but that that being said, like, a lot of those characters were characters that only existed in eras of comics that were on the decline. Like, Iron Man barely existed in, in comic books' heyday as far as 
every kid in America reading them, you know? So like him, I I read them too. Like I, I still think it's insane because my, my, my two brothers and I each got a chance to subscribe to one comic after we saw Batman in the theater and we wanted to subscribe to comic books. And I chose Batman and my oldest brother chose uncanny X-Men and my middle brother chose Iron Man randomly. So I've literally been reading Iron Man for at this point, 30 years. And it's just like, was it the Bob Layton uh, Armor Wars ones? It w- uh, I think that was kind of the beginning. I remember ones with, with Ghost. I remember it was right before John, John Romita Jr. took over on okay. art. And that stuff is yeah. so good. It's like so fun. But like, I don't know. Like, just if you, I, I said this to someone, I think maybe at Comic Con, that if I could go back in time and tell myself at like five or, or six, like, Jared, Iron Man is going to be the biggest superhero in the world for a while, and he's going to he's going to make superhero movies like huge. Like I know they're already big, but like so huge. I'd be like, that's not possible. <laughs> like like I, nobody in the comic book store knows about Iron Man. Like, I know about Iron Man because I'm reading them, but he's not that not that popular. Like that's not going to ever happen. And yeah. Hey, two two things real quick before we get started, Tim. <laughs> One. You had said, what's something we'll never think will be rebooted? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about rebooted, but I would be shocked if they ever announced another Back to the Future. That oh, would be like... That's true. I mean, at some point they can announce, you know, uh, the Doc's kids doing something. But that one that one will be like, okay, now they've really run out of ideas because they've been very adamant about that not continuing. Yeah. And then second, uh, I'm a huge fan of delayed opening credits or opening titles there sometimes you'll watch a tv show and like 20 minutes into it you're like oh crap we've talked about that alias was the one that went the longest like i think they went like 24 minutes or something no there's a better one (laughs) goliath season two there is a 40 minute time frame before they get to goliath the title card and i was like yes no that's pretty cool yeah, that minutes. does outdo it. Yep. Alias just did a thing where they had a basic three act structure, and they would always cut it off. Like, 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 like they, they, they wouldn't wait it right. Like they'd plan out the season, but the first episode has like an extra fifteen minutes that have nothing to do as a prologue that are, that are not part of the three act structure. So the last fifteen minutes, like the last third of the episode is cut off and put into the end or put into the beginning of the next episode. So Where almost, we... almost every episode had the, had the credits after the first 15 or 16 minutes. And they always, the end of a cliffhanger that was such a cliffhanger because it was in the middle of an action sequence. They're just like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, I was like, that was brilliant. That's JJ. When are we getting episode that rebooted? Nine. I mean, you'd think they'd go to, right to JJ right now with their relationship with them. Yeah, they could. It's Disney. It's ABC. Yeah, they, they love him. They should do that and Lost. Hell, they yes. own Fox now. They should do that, Lost. And uh, Fringe with its alternate reality thing. Uh, it's rife. It's rife for the, uh, the reboot. JJ-verse. I love Fringe so much and all those guys in it. Like, every, every, yeah. No. So, so, Tim, that was my uh-huh. segue for you. Uh, how, how long <laughs> before we actually get our opening? JJ Abrams. And are, yeah, are, is everybody going to have our delayed opening right now? I think we have. This has been like uh, 15, 10, 10, 15 minutes of uh, talking before we get the actual. And, the, and Captain Phasma shows up right now? Yeah. Right now, or it could be really delayed. I mean, Mark was saying 40 minutes. I don't, I don't, we're not going to wait that long. 
but we can wait. Make <laughs> it sure. epic. We could. Or we could just put us out of our misery and let's get started. <laughs> well, we can go ahead and talk about some Star Wars stuff. I know that much. Because did Phasma already play? I missed her. Did she say something already? Who knows? I mean, right oh, now, Tim. who knows? The listeners will Tim. know, but Tim, Tim's Tim's got magic editing skills. Yeah, Tim's got magic fingers, from what I hear. I'm not going to explore that idea. Um, Look, let's not pussyfoot around, Tim. Um, you like got the, magic fingers. I I like it. The second he said he mentioned uh, Tim's fingers, yeah, he talks about messing around. So, um, John Favreau is doing a Star Wars TV show, as we know, right? What? Anyway, yeah, what? So, He's the guy who Vince uh, <laughs> who? Vaughn kept saying uh, "beautiful baby" to over and over again, uh, and what do you call it? He said he was money a lot. He telling oh, chef, the chef guy. Yes, he did. He did chef. I really like Elf. I only like movies of his that are one syllable and end in F. So you don't like Zarathustra or whatever it is, Zathura? Yeah, that's not great. It's, it, the book's not even great. It's just a ripoff of Jumanji, which is by the same guy. But it's just like, hey, what if Jumanji was in space? You already did this. You already did this. Took this book, so, dude. So then you're also not a fan of Rudy. Rudy. I, oh. He didn't, he didn't direct. I was talking movies he directed. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Rudy. Yeah. No, no. no I, I, that, but that's a good. That's a good clarification. I'm glad you made that point. I wasn't clear. Um, John Favreau do is like, doing Star Wars. <laughs> He's doing a Star Wars TV show. And uh, we have, I guess, like rumors that have been going around now, um, including there is uh, an article that we use uh, from a website that we use mostly for our stuff, makingstarwars.net. And you might have heard of it. We're in there. You network. might have heard of it. I would hope you've heard of it. If you haven't, look it up. Um, I, I would seriously hope you've heard of it. But anyway, uh, they were saying that there's basically at this point a heavy rumor. We'll just go with that. Um, that the context of the TV show that he's doing is we are already know it's going to be after uh, Return of the Jedi. We know that much. Um, but they're saying it's going to be closely revolving around Mandalorians and Mandalore as the location. Um, that, that's really just like a quick sum up of the premise. Um, what I, I'm assuming you both heard about this before we started. So what thoughts did you have when you heard about this and that the main focus of the show could be on Mandalorians and their home planet in this time frame. Um, Jared, you want to go first? Well, I figured you might with, uh, with Mandalore being involved. I figured well, I'd let you, let you just go for it. I think, I think it's very smart because you could do it a couple ways. Uh, you know, cause some people were saying, well, how, you know, how it, it's almost inside baseball. If you just make it to where it's all about Mandalore. You know, will people really be interested in this sort of uh, storyline about that world and, and that group of people? But I almost think that the best introduction to them would be a guy who wears the armor that is so familiar with Mandalorians. If you almost decided, OK, guess what? We're not doing a Boba Fett movie anymore. We're just instead going to have Boba Fett be our introduction into Mandalore into what Mandalore has been, you know, what's been happening there after Return of the Jedi. I think it might be interesting for the average viewer. And while I have no clue if that's what's going to happen, I hope that's what's going to happen. So uh, I'd like to see him escape from the Sarlacc and then 
kind of just decide to to search out. You know, may, maybe he's lost. He has no idea what he's doing anymore. Sort of soul searching. You you escape the what is it? How many years do you uh, digest inside a sarlacc? Over a thousand years, right? Yeah, you you escape the over thousand year death, and uh, you might have some soul searching. So, uh, do, you. do you want to see Boba Fett interacting with Mandalorians, like on the oh, planet? God, yes. And, oh yeah. Because he's not one, right? No, he might be. We don't know. Okay. See, I, I think I, yeah. I think in the was, old I, canon, it went back and forth where he was, and then he posed as one, and then he was again, and all sorts of stuff because that's the nature of that stuff. But <laughs> I, they haven't really established it right now. It's he's claimed to be, but I think that, that there's no, there's nothing official as to we don't we don't really know if it was just a claim or if it was true, right, or or or, or, or not, right? Yeah, and I think it was our good friend uh, Pete uh, from you know at the Pete Awakens on uh, on Twitter, who had a nice thread about it today to where. You know, it did go back and forth at one point. I don't think George, what he was saying was George never intended for them to not be Mandalorians. He just kind of got away from that um, in the supplementary material. And that I, I, it, I feel like I could be wrong, but my perception at the time, even as a kid, and like reading those books and, and the, or the, not the books, but like the source books for the West End games. It sort of felt like it was just part of the whole like mystery aspect. It wasn't supposed to say he's definitely not. It was supposed to be like you just don't really know anything about him. Like he was the man of mystery. He was the cowboy, you know, the man with no name. Well, yeah, and they also, you know, I, I guess what Pete was referencing was that, you know, they made in the Clone Wars they made um, they made Mandalore very white, very very Viking, very Nordic, very you know. Uh, oh yeah, with Satine and Corky. Yes, spe- <laughs> specifically more of a, a, you know, of a I don't know, was it Nordic race or whatever? But but with the rebels, they expanded that to where anybody can really be. You don't have to, you know, be Germanic, white, or whatever it is to be to be Mandalorian. So, who's to say you couldn't have you know a, a race of uh, Mandalorians look like? Django or look like Boba Fett or yeah that would be like Maori or like just because I think that's a good point because they, they can they can show that it's diverse like it's something that always bugged me uh with with stuff for my, my, my entire life and I they they kind of address it every once in a while in fiction and they always do it did it poorly like somebody tried to fix it um I'm trying to think I can't remember the creator of it did but with the Legion of Superheroes back in the 70s, they introduced Tyrock because somebody was like, hey, why in the 30th century, in, in, in this old DC comic made in the 60s, like, why is everybody white? And it was just because it was pretty racist back then. Everybody was made to be white, and they were trying to fix it. So they were like, oh, maybe all the all the black people went off to live on their own planet. And it's just like, this is not a good solution to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's like the same stuff in uh, in, <laughs> in, in DC with, uh, with Krypton because they had, uh, they, they had the same thing where someone was like, hey, there should be black Kryptonians. Oh, they all live on their own island on Krypton. That's why we've never seen one before. <laughs> it's like, this is the same thought process. It's the same, like, weird issue. And, like, I guess it, it, both in both of these instances, they were guys that were trying to be progressive, and, like, segregation had just ended, you know? So it, it's, they weren't, like, hateful 
but they were not really thinking things through, I don't think. And I think that like that, there's no reason Star Wars should be like that. You know, there's no reason that everyone on one planet should be one race because that's we live on this planet and we have all our races. Like what? so, why? And and and, and uh, oh, it wasn't seen Naboo's like that. We see we see all sorts of people from Naboo. It's not in great number, but we have uh, in UPAC people and and uh, uh, Desi or East Indian people. Like, like like there's all sorts of different people portrayed just in the Queens. You know, so. And also, I think kind of around the same idea, you look at uh, the way the Empire was portrayed uh, in the past as, as a, you know, a throwback to they all spoke they all spoke English or British for, you know, and they all were, were white males. And when they had the canon, you know, reboot, they didn't try and explain, well, women were just coming up in the Empire and so were, you know, uh, other ethnicities. And so now it's 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 multi-ethnic. It's, it's like, no, they just. Now it is what it is. There's women. There's multi, you know, multi ethnicities. There's multi genders. It doesn't matter. And and I think sometimes rather than just try and explain it away in some weird way, just go with it. You don't have to explain why you know suddenly there's a there's a Mandalorian who looks Maori or anything like that. Just have it be. No, I I totally agree. It's it doesn't always need an explanation. That's uh. In uh, the Warcraft movie, Ruth Nega is uh, Travis Fimmel's sister, and they never go into it. They never show their parents, so you don't see if it's a biracial situation or if one was a, if a half sibling or what. But like Duncan Jones said it at this oh, Q and A. Oh, I saw that. That was great. Yeah, I, I went to a Q and A about it, and like he uh, he brought it up, saying that the studio pushed back on his casting choices, and they were like, "Hey, this makes no sense. The viewers can never understand that." And he just like pulled up a photo, like, I think because he had, you know, projection or whatever, uh, not, not, not uh, necessarily a PowerPoint, but, some, but he had something connected with, with his media, and he showed a, showed a picture of his family, and he's like, you know, my sisters are black. It's like, so what are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is my family. I'm real. I don't require an explanation. Like, they're just, they are. And I, I thought that was, like, pretty great. And it's the same thing. It's, Star Trek did it when they introduced the first, you know, uh, non-white Vulcans, they weren't like, they're from a different part of Vulcan. Who gives a sh Like, we, ne we never saw all of Vulcan. Like, they never gave us a demographic cross-section to start with. Let's just do well, better. It, we don't need to explain it. But Star Trek did try and do that thing to where they're like, here's why all races are humanoid. Let's have a yeah. whole episode. And it's like, okay, come on. Look, that was, that was unneeded. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't need this. I don't need some, you know... No prize explanation on why everybody looks the same. It's just the, it's just the design of the show. It is what it is. Tim's sitting there very silently. He has no clue what we're talking about because Tim never watched Star Trek. And Tim's like, "What's a Star Trek?" That's what he's thinking. No, Tim loved Giacchino and J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Tim has no clue probably about older Star Trek. Am I right, Tim? Huh? Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no. I, um, honestly, as far as like next generation stuff, I've seen like. 10 episodes of that maybe oh, i was gonna say that was i thought this was the segue to our big real story patrick stewart's oh. gonna do a new star trek show <laughs> look i don't i don't care who you are that's that's awesome that's amazing no. news because patrick stewart is like the coolest cool dude hear. he's like the coolest dude in the world when i was in high school um, they asked him what his favorite patrick movie stewart. was and he said his, his favorite movie was the beavis and butthead movie <laughs> that guy's awesome <laughs> so here's here's my one really cool story Jared, you, you know my sort of 
well, I don't want to say phobia necessarily, but you know me and going places by myself. And I like to be familiar with the area kind of, and you and I have had these conversations. Well, anyways, so there was, uh, I, I was on some list and it was like, Hey, Star Trek fan, you can get early tickets to see Patrick Stewart do the one man performance of a Christmas Carol. And I was like, Ooh, it sounds good. I want to go. And nobody wanted to go. And I was like, well, to hell with everybody. I'm going to get a ticket to myself by myself. And so I got a ticket and it was, uh, in Hollywood. And I didn't live in Hollywood at the time I lived uh, in long beach. And so it was like, okay, well I have to drive by myself up there and find parking and all that. And I tell you, I was so glad that I came out of my shell to do it because the ticket ended up being front row for Patrick Stewart doing the one man, you know, Christmas Carol. And it's probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. Just watching him do that live and being there in the front row. It, it was amazing. So I, I love the guy. Patrick Stewart is amazing. If we can get him in star Wars somehow, that'd be fantastic. I don't think it'll ever happen, but uh, it would be really cool. I would, that would be like one of the only crossovers, crossovers like that, that I would just love to see. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys that yeah, I'd even welcome him back in the Marvel Universe as Professor X if they do it. I'd be fine with it. He's he confused people, but... He said he wants to do an appearance on Legion if they want to do a flashback thing. He said he would love to. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, and it was him and uh, and Dan Stevens were on uh, towards the end of the first season of Legion's promotion. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I'd, I'd totally do that. Like, that sounds fun. like... <laughs> He's a, he's a good guy. He, you know, I don't know if anyone here, I'm going to recommend a movie that is not for everybody. A scary one? No, Green Room. An evil one? <laughs> oh, look, it's it's Patrick Stewart as oh, the good. head of a white supremacist gang. And it's crazy good. He is just a bad, evil mofo. It's, it's one of uh, Anton Yelchin's last performances oh. um, that he ever did. It is an amazing movie. Uh, I won't say any more. Just green room. If you can find it, watch it. It's uh, and it's not horror per se, but it's definitely uh, what suspense. There's a lot of blood, a lot of a lot of. Uh, it, it definitely it's tense. Keeps showing the edge of your seat. It's definitely something you want to watch if you can handle those type of movies. So, anyways, enough about Patrick Stewart, I suppose. Back to the Favreau show. Um, I guess. If we're going back to that, Jared, is there anything you want to throw in about that? Tim, you haven't said anything about it. You're assuming I have something to say about it. You have nothing to say? You're just going to be the host that sits behind you? Are you Ed McMahon, basically? (laughs) No, no, I like like giving opinions. I just, uh, I mean. What's your opinion, Tim? Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say on this one. Like, oh, cool, Mandalore, okay. Well, would you I like mean, it? Would that would would maybe you be, uh... I don't know. Like, it just it depends oh, wow. on how it, well it depends on how it's done. Like if it's kind of like a thirteen thirteen was kind of gonna be, but more Mandalore instead of Coruscant, then sure, sounds great. Um, if it's just like a really super expanded uh, Mandalore arc from Clone Wars, like pre Vizsla Clone Wars live action, super expanded. I mean, that would still be cool for a little while, but it might get a little redundant or something. So it just depends on what it is. And with John Favreau having uh, done previous work with Clone Wars and Mandalorians, I wonder if he was inspired by that or if it just this, worked out that I way. Same, oh, yeah. I had the same kind of thought where I was like, he did just he did do pre Vizsla and he is 
of the age, you know, like like you to my brother's age, I think down to like people my age, like he grew up in the era of Boba Fett fans, like guys who were like, hey, I was a little kid when the Boba Fett toy came out and that thing was rad. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, those those seem to be his most ardent fans for the most part. It's just an observation, not a judgment. Uh, And I feel like knowing that and just seeing how they operate, you know, like they don't, they didn't go to, we have no, maybe the resistance show is different, but so far none of the movie scripts, nothing has seemed like they're going to people outside of the saga and saying, we want you to tell this story. Like instead they're at, they're going to creators, whether they're novelists or whatever, they're having them pitch ideas that they want to do and they're picking the ones they want and then piecing them together. And that seems to be what the story group does. So it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that given his interest in Boba Fett, that is more more likely than not the case. Plus the fact that he was pre Vizsla, maybe he did like think like what, if they gave him an opportunity to pitch a star Wars idea, maybe he did want to do this. Maybe this was like, Hey, hey, the future of Mando's sounds cool to him. Well, and then somebody else did say, I don't know who it was on Twitter. And I apologize if uh, I'm stealing your idea, which I am, but (laughs) (laughs) That it would it would be interesting that you know we're getting the final Mandalorian arc of the Clone Wars at a time when you could very well, you know, may, maybe there's a reason why they decided to bring that back specifically for Clone Wars. I mean, granted, it's always been the last arc of the show, but still, you know, you get that, then you get the TV show, which is about Mandalorians, and so it's all kind of this uh, this uh, what is it? What's that called? Synergy, where everything kind of ties together. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we didn't get the Boba Fett TV series. I mean, we didn't get the Boba Fett movie, and Mangold, who was uh, rumored to direct, pretty much flatly denied that 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 was true. Um, well, it could be that he just didn't want to do it. Like it sounded like he said, like he has no interest in doing those kind of movies right now. When he said no, so it might be that they did ask him, and he was just like, I don't want to do it. And Taika uh, Watiti had met with them. They didn't say whether or not he was offered anything, but he said he's not doing anything. I imagine he'll be doing, uh, sadly, I imagine he'll be doing whatever the Guardians of the Galaxy movie is. Which I would be. Which it's I possible. Would, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate the idea. It feels. It does feel like he's a natural fit for that. And to be honest, I was just talking to someone on Twitter about it today. But like, if they if they introduce a couple more characters, it would be even more make even more sense. But there is a character in the comics, uh, Angela, who is Thor's sister, who is uh, like no. basically uh, no, she becomes a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, though. I know, but I don't need anything from Spawn. Yeah, but you know, that doesn't even have anything to do with it. It's just the way she looks. No, it's true though. But but I'm saying uh, that character could, could be added or not. But I was, my point is that there's even a comic book run at Marvel Comics called Asgardians of the Galaxy, and basically you just have Thor join up with with Rocket and Nebula, and you bring in Valkyrie and Korg, and like. But throw, you got to throw in Lady Sif in there, too, because I wouldn't know what the hell she's doing. I wouldn't mind that. But you just bring in people who are around uh, still and aren't turned into dust. And you got another movie right there. And, no, and it they're would all be not going to be dust anymore, though. That's, that's true. I mean, I, I, Except for I, a couple. Know, I know. I don't think that none of them. I think they're all going to come back. And then some of those some of those might not make it still. And I, I really think the ones that are most likely to die or one who's most likely to die is not. 
Yeah, it does. Yes. I think Iron Man's going to go kaputsk. I think, Cap- I think Captain America's going kaputsk. I think that's quite possible. He's done, uh, or mostly done at least, on screen. You know who you'd like to go to kaputsk? Now for X-Learner. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, would, I would love it if there was just some horrible off-screen thing. I would love it if, if episode nine opens on the funeral of Snap Wesley. <laughs> Why have we not got that announcement yet? Can anyone explain it to me? Shouldn't what? that have been like the first day that Snap uh, Wesley is back as as Snap uh, Wesley? I kind of uh, can't believe he hasn't already said it like himself on Twitter. He hasn't been like, "I'm back, guys!" The news everybody wanted. <laughs> I'm waiting for that picture. Everyone's favorite uh, murderer of Elo Asti. <laughs> yes. Snap Wexley did it. It was an inside job. Um, so one other thing, though, I did actually just... <laughs> no. No, hey. One thing that just occurred to me about the Mandalore thing I hadn't thought of yet, it, if it is based off of their Mandalorians, it would be super great to have Joe Johnston involved in the creative process. Oh, yes. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Wait, are I, I you think, saying, is this right. the real big topic? I was going to say, like, I, I, I made the joke about the Star Trek announcement, but is it actually the the reboot we really want to we really want to talk about as a Rocketeer reboot? You hear about that pitch? So good. No, they're having the kid Rocketeer, the, the cartoon. Ah, uh, a yeah. kid Rocketeer cartoon. I like the idea of of, of uh, the Rocketeer coming back and his daughter taking over and fighting bad guys. It might What's, be, but there's it's a it's a it's a show aimed for like four year olds, I think, or five year olds. <laughs> and it's you haven't seen it, it's a, but it's a little girl rocking there. I'm into that part, but like five year olds is just like he fights Nazis, dude. Which which, which I'm not saying we should shield five year olds from hating Nazis. I, I I pretty much hate them, but I'm just thinking like it's a really weird. It's such a violent yeah. franchise. It's all about biplanes and shooting people with bullets. Like he carries around a gun. <laughs> he has, he's armed with a rocket and a gun. <laughs> it's just uh, Rocketeer South Park style. Oh gosh, yeah, that sounds extremely child friendly. <laughs> South Park style. One one of the greatest <laughs> movie scores ever. Let me just say that right now. South Park. No, Rocketeer <laughs> James Horner. Watch your mouth. South Park. South Park. No, it's Rocketeer is like, a, God, it, that is such an amazing album. But the South Park movie is like a perfect. It is funny. But musicals. Don't. It's really well done. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm, this is the equivalent of like me, like saying God doesn't exist in front of my mom. <laughs> this, this is the, me besmirching uh the best uh, scores is not <laughs> will not stand. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, as as far as uh, you know, I guess to wrap up the, the Mandalore. Con- no, to wrap up the Mandalore conversation. I honestly think that and therefore the might, podcast. Well, it might be a de- it might be a decent gateway for other topics. Uh, you know, you really could bring in just about anything in, into that bubble, so to speak. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see. I would like to see uh, if it does involve. If it does involve Boba Fett, you could also have Boba Fett's relationship with bounty hunters somehow come into play. So you could get that whole, you know, underworld type of arc while he's there, you know, in or on Mandalore doing this thing. So it, you could really just kind of open it up. 
And it is interesting, though, that if we get if we get anything even remotely like this, this is the farthest away from the traditional Star Wars that we've come to know. You know, because even though Solo yeah. is technically away from it, this would be the most like removed idea so far. I there's agree. no, there's no, there's probably no light. Yeah, there would be no lightsabers whatsoever. There's, and, and, and almost why it would make sense because what else are you going to do in the years after Jedi if it's not about Luke Skywalker? You, you know, if you're Disney, you want something that people recognize, and, and they do recognize Boba Fett's armor because Boba Fett has been pimped out to everything as far as merchandise. I, I think is a really, you know, well known image or character and so if you had eight million other people wearing the same damn armor or type of armor then you're like oh, okay i'd like to see boba fett and his family <laughs> <laughs> you know it may not be that but i think it would at least spur people to be like oh what's what's with the army of boba fett's let's watch <laughs> this show so yeah. I, I don't know it, it almost seems like it makes sense commercially i don't know well, you know, something else that, again, just occurred to me as we're having this discussion. Oh, would, Tim. Too many thoughts for you. I know, right? Um, I would like the idea. It's probably not going to happen this way, but it'd be cool if the series were to focus on, like, consequences or, or like, a follow-up to uh, the Galactic Civil War or whatever. So this is supposed to be happening between episodes uh, 6 and 7 and showing a little bit of the fallout, so to speak, on Mandalore and all that. Um, it'd be great if that were season one is the effect it had on Mandalore. And then season two, how about we take a look at um, how all this affected, we can have Guillermo del Toro write stuff for the huts for season two and then season three, maybe Coruscant. What happened with that? You know, you can take each season and have it be a different look at a different part of the galaxy and different things we know and how they coped with, handled, responded, whatever to the events of episode six leading up to seven. That would be a cool idea. And it gives you much more longevity, I think for the show. Yeah. Much more than a lower sent tech TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's another thing you could look at uh, stuff that happens there too. Cause um, supposedly that, that was one of the final big battles with uh, uh, the galactic civil war it was on. I'm not going to say the name of the planets. You guys got on me last time. Jack, um, you, <laughs> So maybe that's another place you can go. But, but you see what I'm saying, though? Like each season just is a different look at a different part of the galaxy and getting a picture of how this affected these things. That would be pretty cool. It would be. I agree 100%, Tim. All right. <laughs> Not being sarcastic either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I like all those thoughts. I got nothing to say. Good, good points. So there you go. Lucasfilm people listening to this, make it happen. Guillermo del Toro, make him write a season two. For the huts, and I don't know, but somebody else can write season three or Coruscant or whatever else. Like I volunteer, anybody can do it. Uh, well, actually, not anybody because it could suck. Are, but hey, Tim, mm. are there are there Sarlaccs on Jakku? Does anybody know this? I don't know. All right. Is, are, is they there, na- uh, are they native? Are they native to are they native to Tatooine? Well, here, here's the other <laughs> thing I was wondering: Are Jawas native to Tatooine? Are they only there? I I posited the question: Are they Ewoks? We never see what they look like without those hoods on. Well, I imagine those little bastards pop up everywhere. In my opinion, Jawas are like, oh crap! We, you're having a you're having a barbecue, and you look and they're saying, oh, who invited the Jawa? 
and he's just there stealing your stuff. Are they like I, ants? I, they, they feel like it. Before you know it, they're taking away your stuff. You turn around, you're like, what? They're, wow. they're taking your computer. In trying to look up the differences, like like for Sarlaccs, Jawas, all that, the differences between Tatooine and Jakku, apparently um, there are uh, theories online that say in Episode Nine they're going to reveal that it's the same planet. Oh, my God. No. I heard <laughs> this goes back to the prequels where they were like, Naboo is going to turn into Tatooine. Uh, Tatooine is going to be a drought. Hey, is is there any part of uh, Jakku that is uh, have, has a forest or water, or is it just all effed up? Let's see. It is a remote desert planet. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, what a crappy place to live. I kind of like that. In uh, we were just talking about, like, I don't, I don't like it with types of uh, people in Star Wars, but I do, I do like the unique Star Wars thing. Of planetary biomes, it's like this is the tree stump planet. We don't know who took all the trees, but there's a whole oh. lot of stumps. Like I would love that planet. I really wish that was a planet. Well, this is on uh, Wikipedia. Marcus says that the modern day climate is deserts. The historic terrain was forests. <gasps> of Jakku, yeah. It drowned up. It was indoor. It spun out of orbit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when was it? Uh, when was it? Uh, forest before the battle? I don't know. I'm getting there. All right. Oh, did you find out whether Jawas are? Uh, I can only do really so much at once here. All right. Well, let's let everybody <laughs> else Google it or Google, 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 Google Wikipedia. Tim, Timbot. Google let, Wikipedia. What is an Ewok uh, Jawa? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Let those let those mofo's Google this because e- Tim Tim got to go. E Jawa. Is that what? Ichuta. Ichawak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's getting too complicated, so. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to thank everybody, Tim. No, I'm, I'm still reading about the major exports. What, of Jakku? Yeah. Sand? No, it should be. But well, one of them is salvaged tech. They have uh, calcium gas. Um... I'm st- I'm still curious if all that crud from uh, uh, major Chuck imports has water any, has any point. Wasn't there some whole great thing that's supposed to be buried in the sands of Jakku that somebody was watching that has not come to fruition yet? I think yeah. Uh, damn you, Chuck Wendig. And the primary languages are Galactic Basic and Tito speak. Oh, Tito speak! I haven't heard anybody speak Tito speak in a long time. Yeah. Impressive. What does Tito speak, Tim? It's the speak that Tito does. Oh, Tito Jackson? <laughs> Mike Jackson's brother? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> oh, sure it's or, the one or, that or, Ray oh! spoke to. It's the vodka. Oh, Tito's vodka, yes. That's what it is, right? Yep. Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. All right, so at this point, I'm going to welcome everybody to Podcast 2187, delayed intro. <laughs> yes! Intro. Oh, thank you, Tim. That's fantastic. Tim, you're Thank right. you, Tim. Are we getting the music right now? Oh, it, it just happened. Oh.
For some reason, uh, I imagine this this week's episode has the the real time music. <laughs> can, we, can we end the episode right now? Sure. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.